on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy. Listen up, fanboys. This is a Fanboy Planet podcast. Yeah. And you the Snippy Derek McCoy. Shut up. You know, <laughs> he has a point. <laughs> he does, but a haircut almost covers it. Hey, Derek Editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com with my crew. Uh, so, we, we have for a little bit of time. It's the right? A-team tonight. It's the A-team, absolutely. We have a little bit of time. I call B.A. Barabbas. With who's right next? Barakas. Barakas. Barabbas. That's the guy. Uh, that guy who turns Jesus. in. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You're here. I'm howling mad Murdoch, baby, Michael Goodson. He claimed that. Does, it, does this make me Hannibal? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I just wanted to claim that before I landed. I love it when a podcast Though I really, I'm, I'm more of a face. So that would make me the face. Yeah, no. oh, Your face, fine. man. Yeah. All right. Who was replaced after the first episode? And across from me is the... Uh, You're the Mexican special effects guy. Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> I find that extremely he was, racist. He was only in Thank the you. first pilot. <laughs> no, he was in the later season. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm Rick Brett Snyder. Moral yes, compass. you are. Welcome. I'm trying to rein it in a little too late. Well, <laughs> and if you're with the any of the uh, what are the uh, the the ethnic groups that protest uh, racial stereotypes, please send your emails to Juan Lopez. Wait, at, hang on. There was also that girl who was completely useless. Melinda Kalea. So, ladies, you can write in, too. Yeah. There was a girl on the 18th? Yeah. yeah, first season, I think. Oh, so if you're a part of now, you can send your emails, <laughs> to. You know, again, getting schooled by Lon Lopez on offending ethnic groups mm-hmm. just, it feels mm-hmm. like... Thank you. Thank like you. A f- it feels like a new administration's taken over. It, 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 it does. You feel like a fish <laughs> is trying to teach me how to fly. Change okay. has come to Lon's America. <laughs> and he's not happy. I'd like you to write in, in yes, fact, because this is usually the portion where we would do, we would read letters to the editor, but we didn't get any this week. Uh, but so please, if you it if was you a busy week. Are, that's true. Questions, People were comments. Busy. Absolutely. In fact, Rick and I were going to go to the movies last night, and then he called me and said, "I, I forgot there work. was an inauguration, and I watched it, and I still had to work." <laughs> so. <laughs> So wait, so two people here at the table have now flaked on you at the movies? Yes, but at least, you know what Rick did? I called him in. Called me before we were going to go to the movies instead of after to say, by the way, dude, I just saw it. Well, you know, still not going. Right and I'm it. Derek McCaw, flaked at the movies. Yeah. Uh, thank heavens I'm not single. What do we have to talk about well, tonight? We, well, no letters to the editor, so please write in at editor at fanboyplanet.com. You want to say, boy, that opening banter was hilarious or... Cut it. Editor at, editor at fanboyplanet.com. We've got some comics news to talk about, some movie news, some TV news, a little um, web TV, if I could, too. A little humbug um, writer going to the web. Yeah. And um, but let's start with comics. Comics. Uh, that uh, Rick challenged me earlier today or promised that he had a list of the top 10. Is that best selling comics of 2008? This is the comics that sold well. In 2008. Okay. What is your source? As reported by USA Today, and their source was Diamond. Okay. Not probably actually pretty, Marvel. Sure. Not, not probably Marvel a pretty comics. good source. Okay. Oh, so, Diamond's in the news a lot this week. Okay, so go ahead. We're going to run it down 10 to 1. 
We'll start with the graphic novels. Right. So number 10 in graphic novels in 2008, Why the Last Man, Volume 1. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Volume no, 1, though. Volume 1. It, it ended in 2007? I think it was a lot of people just getting on. Just getting know, on now that it's yeah, over. Well, there's been now a lot of finished. But they, there's also been a lot of talk with DJ Caruso, the film director, writer of, I think, Eagle Eye. Uh, he wants to put Shia LaBeouf as Yorick. Hmm. Uh, and so there's been a lot of talk about that movie. Well, great, great start. Go ahead. Yep. Next. Number nine, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, No Future for You. That's the Whedon. That yep. would be the season eight. Uh, no Future for You, I think, is the one that involves Frey, that hmm. brings Malacca Frey back. Okay. So he, when they, she is actually it? goes to the future. Okay. Another excellent read. Yep. Yes. Number eight, this won't be a surprise, Wanted by hmm. Image Comics. These are Time trades? And, and hey, yeah, these are not the only was there the trade paperbacks. Not only really. there was the original trade, which people were buying in advance of the movie, but after the movie came out, there was a movie edition of it with Angelina Jolie on the front cover. Ooh. Looking mysteriously like Halle Berry on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, number seven. Sorry, newcomers. I understand that one, but I, I don't know that I'd recommend it. Yeah. Number it, it seven. Kind of is a good read. Number a, seven, you will recommend. Anything. Number seven it was Fables of the Good Prince. Yes. Oh, The Good Prince the good was prince. a fantastic storyline. Wait, they made Bad Prince of that? I don't understand. The Good Prince. Oh, oh. Oh, we're talking about graphic just, novels. Just try, to, just try to push over. Okay. Push past him. Number six, Batman Dark Knight Returns. Never heard of it. DC. Now, that's, that's I'm assuming this year, last that's, year? that's well, the... I don't think that's ever not hot. Yeah. That's, Quite honestly. Do you think a lot of people thought that that was a sequel to the movie? I think Maybe. that there's probably a lot of tie-in to the whole Dark Knight thing in that. I would say that, and it is actually used in a lot of high school curriculum and college classes now. Yeah. So and I would people who are a lot of sales that way. People who go to their fanboy friends probably say, hey, what else of this Dark Knight stuff can you recommend? And that's and right you where know. you go. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Someday everyone will have read it, but not today. Another one we'll all agree with, I'm sure. Number five, Walking Dead Volume 8. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent mm-hmm. comic book show. Num- number four, oddly enough, we'll get a little circular here. Number four, Why the Last Man, Volume 10. Now, 10 I cannot recommend. Yeah? Okay. Well, ten would be the most the last collection. Yes. So I would imagine that's it. People were finishing. <laughs> you, just, yes. you think it should have gone unfinished? I, I really think that people who bought one and ten are going to be very oh, yeah. sadly disappointed <laughs> with what this. What the heck happened? It's a huge <laughs> leap. Yeah, it's they binary. All the one, sex. One zero. How, how do you have one and ten be the highest selling? Right, right, right. I don't really. I just want to skip to the ending. Okay. Well, that I could see you doing that. Don't you do that with videos? No. <laughs> number three and number two are kind of connected. Number three is Joker. Apparently, that, that Brian Azzarello hardcover that the was one with the really disturbing mm. front cover. Yes, with like mm-hmm. gold teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then number two, Batman: The Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Another people, perennial people brushing favorite. up on their joke. again. Yep. Well, because that was a big source of the yep. dark of the Joker's characterization in the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. So that leaves us with number one. Can we and guess? Can what we do guess? you possibly God think? Has it, has it been on the we... list? As it was it in the previous nine? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Who's watching number one? Everybody's watching number one because number one. Are we going to get to watch it on March sixth? Is Watchmen? Watchmen. Dave. Okay. Oh, you were giving clues. Okay. Dave it. says that's about some guy who sells Timexes or something. Yeah, exactly. Dave? Yes. Yeah. It's the whole digital which analog Dave is that? thing. Dave K? It's Most like Civil War. Dave's drunk. Oh, yes. Uh, so okay. That, so that then takes us to comic books. All right, hit me. Now, Indiv- comic books is this would be individual <laughs> issues. <laughs> comic books is going to be fun. Uh, because because we're going to trash them all. Oh well, <laughs> we only like. Books. Let's just start with number ten. Okay, is it number two? Number ten. 
Secret Invasion number eight from Marvel Comics. Mm. Mm. The didn't, summation of the did, series, right? That, it. uh, well, it's okay. You, there wasn't really much to read. A lot of, I, you wouldn't even thought they were pretty pictures because you don't like that artist. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, just a, a lot of two-page spreads yeah. of Didn't Bendis write it? People posing, yes. How could Bendis not have stuff to read? Big battle scenes. Was I'm it sorry, just a Michael. caveman with superpowers? Michael, yes. it, it has, he's fallen since oh, those days when you when your hands shook idolize. as you as you approached him. I have the crap touch. <laughs> Every writer I touch turns to crap. Get away from me! Don't so, touch me! I've touched you before. Number Don't. nine. Yes. Final crisis. Number one. All right. Yeah, I can yes, see I that read that one. Sure. Yes. yes. Okay. Very confusing. Boy, I hope the other seven are on there. No. Kind of close. Five. I don't know. Number eight. Secret Invasion. Number seven. This Ooh. list is anticlimactic. <laughs> number is seven. On there seven anywhere? sold higher than eight. Number seven. Uncanny X Men. Five hundred. Uncan- well, you know why? Greg Land cover. And five hundred book usually. Yeah, sells. but it was all, but it was also a Gre- Greg Land cover. Big, you know. Big what? Yeah, you know. Pixie. <laughs> is that the character Pixie? Is that what her name was? Yeah. Who was originally like 11, apparently, and suddenly became 18 and had a tramp stamp. Yeah. Only it was actually a 3D tramp stamp because she had wings. So <laughs> it was. Uh, and but you can only see it when you're facing her from behind. Right. Yeah. I admit that when I see comics with a Greg Land cover, I. You give do, him a second I look. I do you think do about it. I look at the price look. and I think. <laughs> Maybe. Is it worth it? <laughs> Oh. Okay, curious about number six? Always. Okay, number six. George? Number six. Secret Invasion number six. Ooh. Can we just see a pattern here? Should we just. Number five? Secret Invasion number five? Exactly. Okay. Number four? Secret Invasion number four? Wow, you are so good at this. Number three? Secret Invasion number three. Final Crisis three. Secret Invasion number three. What I think is. Number two? Secret Invasion number two? Number one. I'm going to surprise you. Are you? Secret Invasion number two. Not a surprise? Not really. Okay. No, I kind of called that one. And then, number one. Number one comic of last year. Wow. Drum Watch roll. Me. Drum roll. Secret Invasion number one. Oh. What I think is interesting is, and we know this statistically. There's a huge drop off. There's a drop off. It's literally. <laughs> it's like we all went, yay, number one. Awesome setup. Great trailer. Sucked us in. We bought it. We read Second it. issue. Maybe eh, not that bad. Right. But they all <laughs> placed. But even though they did fall off, they all placed They're in the top, top ten. ten. Fine. But the joke's still on the readers because the actual story took place in books nobody bought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because so, you could have read all about it on Wikipedia. <laughs> eventually, yeah. I think that's going to be my solution with a lot of crossovers <laughs> now is I'm just going to go to Wikipedia. Huh, so that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. I just save 40 bucks. Or, you know, when I buy those, well, I don't even buy those, those free handles they get, like the War of the Kings and the Ultimate March on Ultimatum freebies they gave, which just kind of summed up everything that happened in the last mm-hmm. three years. I was like, well, that sounds interesting. <laughs> I don't recall being nearly that interested while actually reading the books. There's, there's one other set of statistics in this article, which is that um, – the Marvel. amount of readers who've actually uh, talked to a girl has gone up. Well, you've talked to a girl now, haven't you? I have a few. Okay, yeah. so it has gone up. Um, Marvel and DC continue to dominate the industry. Yes. Big Shocking. surprise there. Marvel took 41% of retail sales. Mm-hmm. DC, 
twenty nine percent. Yeah, 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 Dark Horse, six and a half. Percent. We're number three. We're no- we're not Dark Horse. We don't get any money. For no, that. I just I was cheering as if I was employed by Dark Horse. Oh, there you go. But that's, quite a, that's quite a drop off from forty one to twenty nine percent. Well, Marvel really floods the market. I yeah, mean, because we're also including in that. They remember they had the Dabble Brothers stuff last year. They need a Blake. They had the Stephen King stuff. Uh, so they've got both got the stand and, and the, these and are. The dark I mean, tower. you say flood the market. It almost. But it, these are sales. No, no, no. I understand yeah. that people are buying, but when you've got like when you flood the market with the right stuff, when you you've sell. got like nine. Well, right. You're selling. You have what seven or eight different X Men titles. Yeah. You have seven or eight. Well, they cut down to four Spider Mans. I mean, we're a Spider Man every week. Yeah. Um, you know, it is gonna. He's saying statistically, but, on, a, on a given week, there are more Marvel titles available indeed. than indeed. there are for down. Indeed. And, indeed. and even the sales wise, and then they're adapting these classic. They're reviving the classics, illustrated concepts. But Marvel does it when they you know, DC does Derek, it when they can. Derek, it's okay. Don't don't you don't have to braid Marvel. It, it, DC will be okay, man. It's I know. Right. I know they're okay because okay, no, they're still kicking the butt of everybody else. There you go. And Dark, Dark Horse has Buffy and and Star Wars, and that's really their claim. That's and, probably and they've the got, core of that. They've got 6%. critically acclaimed stuff. The Goon. Um, I think what else they've got? Oh, they've got uh, BPRD and oh, yeah, Hellboy. Uh, Hellboy. The Goon and Hellboy. So they've got a nice little horror niche. Yeah. Which DC keeps trying to to uh, both of them try to horn in on. But yeah, I would say if you go to the bookshelf right now, and it's not necessarily it's not it's stuff that sells. But the truth of the matter is still is the average person in the public. You know, they think Marvel publishes everything. Yeah. So, yeah. and that translates when they go into a store. And That's last week, it might they might as well have when they did the Barack Obama. Do you thing. think it's possible that that is that impression is given because Marvel is an actual word, whereas DC is two letters together, and it doesn't really look like something to somebody who's not in the industry? Potentially, That's an interesting Nobody question. Yeah. By the way, and as I say, Barack Obama is actually appearing in the Thunderbolts this week. I don't know really? Anybody picked that up? Yeah, I didn't see that. Responding to exactly what I said was a little weird is that he's going to. Uh, Norman Osborne and saying, you've been made director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not very happy about this. I don't think that um, you're the guy for the job. Taking him on immediately. So, go Barack. Go Barack. Even he is going to get his power. You are my hero. <laughs> he is going to get a power meter for his statistics. <laughs> Take on the it's Green Goblin. Awesome. I want his hero click. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be the best? Is he standing there in a suit with one hand jauntily in a coat pocket? Yes. Oh, Pointing out hero. towards the future. But you know what would have more power? What? His wife. Like Michelle. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Michelle that's would true. be the unique. Uh, although. <laughs> would be like having that Ultron back in the day. And that I do kind of want I do kind of want one of the previous administration alternate character figures. I want the Dick Cheney in the wheelchair. Because yeah. I understand the wheelchair, he's actually got a white cat in his lap that he's stroking. <laughs> I wondered. Yeah. That's a vicious rumor I've been spreading. And he has one hand that won't obey him. Yeah. He's trying to strangle him. <laughs> yeah. Political, satirical. There you go. This week. Fantastic. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting. And yet, as you say, no surprise. Now, Michael has... A trade paperback that's not on that top ten list because it just came out. Today. It's on his top ten. It's list. on his top ten list. Absolutely. It's I don't a, know that it's on my top ten. It's, it's definitely on my 10. top ten it's list for this week. Perfect ten list this week. How many are you buying this week? I'm, I'm buying uh, the Greg Land. No, um, <laughs> uh, Harley Quinn came out in trade paperback this week. Is uh, this the first volume of the Harley? This Quinn is the series? first volume of the Harley Quinn series that began in 2001. Is my guess uh, written by Carl Kessel, penciled by the Dodsons, penciled ink by the Dodsons. Mm-hmm. Before they were the world famous Dodsons, 
And uh, they they do a lot of art I in the line of that uh, that Frank Cho guy. Of the Philadelphia guy Dodsons, are you perhaps <laughs> yeah. Barnum, Barnum and Bailey High Wire Act? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I actually read these in the single issues. Enjoyed them a great deal. It's a uh, and remembered reading oh, them. And remembered reading them. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very fun book. Sort mm-hmm. of a Bruce Timmy, but kind of sexed up a little. Um. Yeah, if you're looking for a good trade paperback, I, I would hi- highly recommend uh, now, are Harley they, Quinn. Are they individual stories, or does it carry one theme through the whole book? Or it uh, it stories last more than one issue. Okay, it's an arc or it, two. It's an arc or two, and okay. I think they wrote Carl Kessel and the uh, the Dodsons did it for a while, as I recall. Yeah, they had a long run on that. Yeah, I cool. think we stopped actually. You and I were both reading it until the creative team changed, and I think I maybe have given it like two or three issues longer than you did, and it wasn't nearly this. this no, not, not not nearly as fun. And I don't know that anyone's ever really captured uh, Harley Quinn's character other than Paul Dini, like Carl Kessel. Well, and Bruce Tim. Let's give it and Bruce Tim. Yeah. Sure. So it's a hundred ninety uh, page graphic novel for twenty bucks. Yeah, it's about standard. It's good right? value. That's a pretty good value. Uh, and definitely a good read. Uh, absolutely, I, I, I'll second that. I remember reading that series and enjoying it quite a bit. A lot of the Poison Ivy thing. Um, yeah, and there's some great sexual tension between Harley Quinn and Poison okay, Ivy. Okay, yeah, that, that's I'm true. Just, I'm just trying to sell it for the fanboys. You know Catwoman's in here, too. Yeah, and it, all the uh, all the figures got that Frank Cho body style. They do. Yes, they <laughs> nice. Do. Even the Joker. <laughs> Which is a little disturbing. <laughs> nice <laughs> cans, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go to... Echo always said Diamond was in the news a lot this week. So Sunday they announced. Uh, maybe I'm sorry, I got my days confused because we had the day off on Monday. Some of us did. Um, I don't know why we just did didn't show up uh, for work. Diamond announced on Monday that they were raising their minimum threshold for distribution. Hmm. That cutting off the little guy. Huh? Cutting off the little guy exactly. That uh, a publisher has to be able to be generating twenty five hundred dollars worth of sales a month. Out of their catalog, uh, which is and and uh, Michael, you can't see this, was nodding his head back, but like, ah. mm, but the reality is that for every say, they've also been advising small press that they need to keep their prices at three dollars, <coughs> and basically, small press actually sells like this is any, any book they sell for three dollars, a dollar fifty is what the retailers are actually paying. The, sure. the store. So out of that $1.50, uh, Diamond themselves keep 60% of that. Hmm. And what we're going to be rapidly, uh, and a lot of publishers have already said that I'm effed, uh, and been in the, I've, I've got quotes here from comic book resources of different small press people saying that's it, I'm totally screwed, that basically that you have to be selling 4,000, 5,000 copies in order to be able to be carried by, by Diamond. And hmm. uh, nobody's doing that. Small press aren't. When you've got DC selling books that are uh, the distribution is five thousand to six thousand, um, you know. And Image has, you know, but Image is Image. It's got the books that are selling higher, and they've but most of their books are in the four to five thousand range. So they're not cutting off any known companies. They're cutting off literally small. You have guys. to generate that. You know, like if if you published ten books and it was generating twenty five hundred. You'd meet then that you're minimum. Okay. Mm. But most of the really small press are doing one or two books. And even with resoliciting the reorders, their back order back issue stuff, that's still not going to be So we, we Survival of the Fittest, my friends. We potentially see the conglomeration of a number of small companies. 
Potentially. Dan Vado, who is the president and uh, editor-in-chief. Well, he's not editor-in-chief, It's uh, but he's the president he's of, the slave, daddy. of Slave Labor Graphics, which is out of San Jose. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to be on Bascom Avenue across from Quinn Electronics. They are now on market. They, but in fact, I, I was going to walk over there, and I think we should we should take a trip and review. They just reopened their store. Fanboy field trip! As, a, as an art gallery of just oh. their stuff. Um, Sweet. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't had a chance to walk over there yet, but I was thinking about we maybe we should take a field trip and just walk in and invade them, say hello, yeah. mm-hmm. we're jerks, um, and see what they've got on display. I don't know, um, but anyway, he offered that he was gonna if you were a retailer and had con- had contact with him before that you could reorder and he would help the small press and and order through and funnel through his through his offices. You know, who this could be good for conventions. Flesh out your uh, your small press, the tables out in the uh, This could be good boonies. for conventions. That is a good point, except that conventions also charge so much mm-hmm. for. Yeah. That's the problem. What do they is, charge for the small tables out in the boonies? Uh, it's about $1,000. 1000 And if you're selling three, you know, and it's just. Hard times, I, my friend. Yeah, yeah. It, it is tough. Well, sometimes you three, you'll see three artists at the same table. Yeah, mm-hmm. artists do share yeah. for that reason. But well, I can say, you know, and maybe it's the size of Comic-Con. Uh, but you know, my one experience of directly being someone sell, you know, I guess selling a book is I think we were lucky to have moved maybe 200 copies of sparks mm. and I may be overstating that in four days of, uh, and that's one, two, and I think we had three out as well. Um, and that's just total, mm. you know, so, but it's just cause there's a lot of noise and yeah. exactly you, you, yeah. you'd think on the one hand, that's great, but you have to really stand out and have a product. That is really, you know, we had Robert Culp and William Catt. We had at least, you know, figures to get people to stop by our booth. And still, it was, it, it was hard to get by. So mm. two responses, I think, alternatives, as I mentioned last week, of course, speaking of Sparks, which Michael was trying to download earlier today, that, you know, we're moving to Motion Comics uh, at Catastrophic. That there will be iPhone apps. But as iPhone apps, so that's, you know, potentially, and the, and the belief is, you know, this is, it's a network of 16 million people, and uh, Apple only takes 30%. Now, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I know app, Apple, when you are going to put an app on iTunes, mm-hmm. you have to submit it to Apple. And they approve, yes. And, they have, and it's in, with Apple for some period of time before mm-hmm. it shows About up. About two weeks. Is it, is it, a, is it a predictable two-week I can't period? say that. Because if you were going to try and publish it, something on a regular basis. It was basis. about two weeks for us. The uh-huh. second uh, app, I think, has been submitted and we're waiting for approval now. Because that's kind of killer. I, I mean, may be over-speaking. I, I'm, I, I know that the second app went into production. I'm not positive that the second app has been submitted to Apple yet. But it's on its way. And yes, but the thing is, if you if you can successfully do this kind of motion comic thing, I mean, uh-huh. I don't know how many issues the watch... The Watchmen motion adaptation went it, into. I think it's ten. So they've gone up to ten. They have have, you seen I know it? it's up to nine, and it's not. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay, okay, it's like because nobody's really talking about it anymore. So, I'm still downloading. It's so you're still, still downloading. Still, it. awesome. still seeing it. Still awesome. And it okay. gets a lot of great reviews on the site. I was just okay. Thinking. Well, that's good. I but you know since I don't have an iPhone, I, I haven't really really gone and seen that. Caveman. I, I know. I'm sorry. Um, you're not the only one to tell me that. Uh, and then there's another company that is offering to become like an iTunes store where they're trying to figure out ways to do comics again strictly digitally. And, and I don't know how, how I, I feel about it, if that's gonna be, if that's going to be successful or not. Uh, you know, I'm certainly hoping it is because I do think that it, 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 the, the market can't be limited to just the big four, the big five maybe, if you count Image Dark Honestly, Horse. Honestly, 
Um, I would probably read more comics if they were all on iTunes because they're only a dollar. So they're cheaper. And I can watch them on the train at work, whatever, where I can't necessarily do that with people. are going to say, is that a laptop? Or that you're reading comics. Or yeah. that I'm reading comics. You know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to say, is that a comic? Okay, they're so, more that's, portable. So, so this is the maybe this is the year that it transitions over that people have talked about for a long time. It's going to take a while, I think. But but it's we'd say this is the beginning. And it's interesting. The platform is there. Electronic okay. books are, are only just now starting to get taken seriously with the Kindle and the well, re- you know redone Sony player. Because of Oprah. Yeah. That was it. Oprah named it one of her favorite things, and then suddenly everybody had to have a Kindle. Yeah. So if we get Oprah to read Sparks. There you go. Make that happen. I'll do my best. Easy as pie. If I Hey, everybody, pie, under your seat is a copy of Sparks. sparks. You get a Sparks. You, you get, get a, a Sparks. What's oh, Lordy. a Sparks? Yeah. So I so we'll see if this is the if this is the week we start transitioning and Michael's showing me a blank screen. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm just what you're trying to tell me. We're in the middle of a show. You mind keeping it professional, Aaron? I'm trying, uh, but you distract me with a blank screen. You no, know, he's got a lighter. He's got a lighter thing on the. Oh, that's the concert thing. They're cool. I want one. I know. So please donate to PayPal. I know times are tough, but come on, <laughs> Daddy needs a new eye touch. <laughs> Not a bad touch. 600 of you out there each donate 50 cents, and we're there. I think it works. (laughs) I really see no problem with that. One company, however, which has committed to the $2.99, and I'm happy with this because this is a book I feel like I'm really going to buy. Boom Studios Uh has announced they got the Pixar licenses. Okay. And they're going to do a series of miniseries. Uh, and they're going to hold. They've announced they're going to hold the price at two ninety nine. What's the what's the first? Ready for this? I mean, The Incredibles. So you probably well, you'd assume the yeah, most superhero oriented. Sure. But the writer is kind of surprising, or not? But the right. But I think it's going to make it cool. Which Garth is Ennis, Mark Wade. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and we can trust Mark Wade. And so, sure. and yeah. along with that, Boom also announced that. They're launching. I can't believe there was never been a, lo- a website, markwade.com, and we should be giving writing tips and how to, you know, uh, what to do about writing your own comic and his advice. And you can write in and ask him questions. And so uh, it's kind of cool. But I'm really pleased about the 299 thing. And the, uh, they're going to do a Cars miniseries. So Boom, which has been managing to survive as a small company doing this, a series of miniseries. They also had success with a book. And I've been reading a lot of great response to a book called Hexed that came out. A week ago or two weeks ago. Now, when you say success, are you saying it meets, meets Diamond's requirement for it success? It meets Diamond's requirement <laughs> for success, but also. Pressure's on, baby. But a lot of fan response. Like, they released it for free on the MySpace.com uh, comic book section, the first issue, but it's apparently been selling well in stores as <laughs> well. Cool. I mean, because, I, I, again, I, I don't know. I've never done this, it, it, and it's, it's hard to guess. If you have a quality book that you put online, are people going to want that hard copy to take away? So far, Boom's experiment has been that yes, they do. You know the um, the Heroes collection sold pretty well over over the holidays, and those were all in, uh, available on, online. Available yeah, online. So first issue is always free, my friend. And we got you for life. They do. And we got you for seventy five long run. Oh, yeah. Fails. <laughs> Ooh. <Okay>. Anyway, <laughs> so that little comment was <laughs> courtesy of Michael Wilson. Going home to your children now. Off to take care of the fam. Daddy loves you. Goodbye, Michael. Goodbye, Michael. Uh, let's talk about movies then. Other people that are playing it cheap. Marvel Comics again. Yes. Rumor is that they are really playing playing low ball with their talent for their movies. 
Any movie in particular? Well, Iron Man 2. We talked about Mickey Rourke possibly playing the Crimson Dynamo, and apparently the opening offer from Marvel Studios for Mickey Rourke, who is uh, alleged to be, uh, maybe by the time we've we've got this podcast up, an Oscar-nominated actor, Yeah, $250,000. I call BS. I don't know if you can call BS. I said it's alleged. Oh, okay. So I call it... Uh, we think it's not going to happen. We know Samuel L. Jackson has already said they wouldn't offer him enough money to appear as Nick Fury in Iron Man 2. That's that's where I think these rumors are coming from. But, you know, it's Samuel L. Jackson starting them. No, no, no. Like, Samuel Jackson had an honest, like, maybe gripe, and then somebody else started this rumor that... Well, we also know that um, Terrence Howard was... They wanted him to take less money than he was going to take that he took for the first one, and that's why they replaced him with Don Cheadle. Some of this just depends on how big a role does Nick Fury have in the Avengers movie, right? Because if Nick Fury is if just, just a, a post credits, yeah, another he, thing, well, job well done, yeah. Um, yeah. Or even if he's just like there in the beginning assembling the team, and then they go off. If he's not a, like a core in the Ultimates, he's actually pretty core, in yeah, the, in that storyline. But not as much as the main yeah. uh, main superheroes. Well, that may be too. Is these are actors all as we back to to Lon's fear originally for Iron Man as the actors all jockeying for a juicy part to yeah. have you know. And Lon has nothing to say on that. And no, odd, you're right. An odd I thing. I, an odd thing I picked up too is that. Thank you for finally acknowledging me. I have a few times. Thank you for returning to the podcast. What tonight? Um, that uh, I just picked up because, uh, the, and I don't know if this will mean much to to either of you guys, but I picked up a little thing about Spider-Man four and five filming uh, in summer two thousand ten, working on that. And what struck me as odd was that <laughs> the screenwriter is uh, a Tony Award winning playwright. Yes, David Lindsay Abair. Sounds fabulous. Uh, no, who who uh, wrote a, a piece called I think Fuddy Mirror. It's like really writes really whacked out, weird social satires, and it was odd to see his name. That's and he uh, just he got a lot of fame a couple years ago. I think what he got his Tony for was a play called Rabbit Hole, which is about a mother dealing with the loss, the death of her child. Very straight drama, but yeah, a really bizarre choice. Kind of cool, but when again, you go to Broadway, when you go to New York and you go to the theater district, the dramas much less expensive to get into than the musicals. I would think, yeah, but probably much less expensive to produce and much less fun on a weekly vacation. So you you don't like musicals anyway? No, but I'm just saying, dramas less fun. Well, that's true. A drama is you're like, hey, less fun. everybody, let's go watch the one about the well, lady who lost hey, her baby in a rabbit hole. Anybody up to see Cherry Orchard again? Yeah, <laughs> I know that's true. So, and I, I, I think, I think plays like that aren't going to be. Are doing you well sure they didn't too. hire him to write Spider-Man the musical? Because aren't they still working on that? Uh, that will be going up. Yes, uh, Julie Taymor, who directed The Lion King on Broadway, is so using that's maybe that's going he's writing up. it. No, 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 no. This was the Sam Raimi. Mm. This is Spider Man four and five. I know that Julie Taymor is. I can't remember who's writing that one, but I know that Bono. And oh, the I think Edge, Tyler Perry's writing it. Bono and the Edge are doing the music for it. <laughs> oh, right. And that is going forward. the The two leads of uh, Across the Universe. Um, what are their names? Uh, the um, guy that was in Twenty One. Oh, right. Uh, Garrick McFeely and uh, Susie Chatkins. You may go back to reading your comics. Okay, now. thank you. 
when you have something of value, we'll talk. Uh, yeah. So you know, somebody at home is IMDb. Look it up. The two, the two leads that now Jim Sturgis, I want to say, is the guy that was in Twenty One, and uh, the girl that was in Thirteen. We're, oh, they're both two number right. Uh, the blonde actors, but they were both in Across the Universe for Julia. Yeah, Tamer. right, right. That was almost like you sounded like you knew what you were going to say. I was trying to do a Chris Garcia right there. <laughs> you know, the, the I girl miss Chris. With I the, do miss Chris's the, 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 presence here, sort of. Um, let's go to a. Oh hey, well, just a second. We mentioned last week that uh, by the time the podcast was posted, uh, Warner Brothers and Fox were going to reach a settlement over the, their Watchmen lawsuit. And they did. And Fox got a crap load of change. Yeah. Uh, and rights. Between, and five, between 5 to $10 million plus $1.4 million, did you say, yep. in uh, development costs and, and the right to any ancillary right, products. And their legal fees get covered. Their legal fees get covered. Another couple of million. In exchange, Warner Brothers does not actually have to put the Fox logo on the film. Screw you, Fox. What we still don't see out of it is Batman, the Adam West series on DVD. I think you just made that up. I didn't just make that up. It was a rumor that was put. I, I, just did, not, up right I, I did not start that rumor. I merely fomented it. Mm. <sighs> like a fine Are wine. you going to come up with that? Uh, with, uh, with Jim, those? Jim Sturgis. Jim Sturgis. Okay, that one. Didn't see, come. I was right. Dana Fuchs. Ah, no, not her. Okay. That no. was... Uh, Stacy Cavitz. No, blonde girl. And she was she dated Marilyn Manson for a while. Oh, she was in the wrestler. Um, what's her? Rachel Lee Evans Cook. Rachel. Rachel Evan. Rachel Wood. Wood. Evan, Evan Rachel, Rachel Wood. Wood. Yes, I had her yes. names right, just in different order. Sort of. You yes. did. Yes, you so did. that's who. We, Oddly enough, she does. I, I missed her because she's missing a photo on IMDb. That uh, the, she will be Mary Jane, and Jim Sturgis will be Spider Man. Wow! And uh, so awesome. Yeah, sounds, will they sing Beatles songs? I don't know, but wouldn't that be? But he's Spider Man. Didn't Spider Man meet the Beatles? It was uh, the thing in the Human Torch? Maybe it'd be like Spider Man. What was the Camelot one? Across the French and something. What do you say? I forget. I just listened in the podcast. Oh, good. Well, that's nice. Let's turn to um, the sight unseen. Uh, the number one movie in the country last week, none of us saw. That's awesome. Was a, so Lon's going to talk about it. Kevin James, right? Mm-hmm, right. Who, uh, King of Queens. King of Queens. Taking our careers uh, as actors. Oh, okay. Uh, he's definitely our body type. Paul. What? Paul Blart Mall Cop. Didn't Paul you guys Blart. see it? It was the number Blart. one movie. No, you didn't see it either. I was actually afraid to say Blart. I thought I was going to say something else. Paul Blart Mall Cop. So tell us about it, Lon. You didn't see it. Well, it was, uh, it's, you know, from the Happy Madison people. You uh, know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Adam Sandler. So it's kind of that wacky, you know, kind of, you know, fourth grade comedy kind of thing. Uh-huh. It stars Kevin James. And where does it take place? What's the setting? In the mall. Okay. And, um... You basically, you know, it's kind of your typical, you know, your bumbling idiot loser cop guy. Again, he's doesn't really careers. doesn't really have a purpose until something happens at the mall where he has to step up and save everybody. And uh, I won't give anything away, but let's just say that you can't. It has uh, some laughs and it has a, a scene or two in it. And uh, let's just say that it is the number one movie in the country. Will there be jokes about flatulence? Yeah, um, probably uh, about flatulence. About You're a good reporter, um, Rick. Yes, 
about, you know, just some of the... A decisive interviewer, if I may say. I'm guessing a lot of um, yelling, head bumping. um, Right. So slapstick in the tradition of the Three Stooges, perhaps. But not as good. Is it like a family warmth thing with a realization at the end? You know, there is that realization that you can achieve... Does he get back together with the girlfriend that dumps him in Act 1? Um, I th- no, I think he's married in this one. So oh. maybe he's estranged from his wife. Maybe he finally proves himself a reconciliation. to his wife. Yes. Yeah, he becomes a man in her eyes. Well, he just he finally finds his his self worth. Well, the uh, the honest question I'm going to ask you is: Do you recommend it? Do you think people should go see this film? Well, it is the number one movie in the country. So this is true. Somebody liked it. Somebody did. I, I want to pick up uh, just because I was really surprised. <laughs> Uh, I did not see this, but my family went to see Hotel for Dogs, which I thought was terribly obvious in its titling, and so I really wasn't all that interested. But what, what do you mean, terribly obvious? And it's that it's about it's about a hotel for dogs. dogs. Yeah. What do you want it to be called? Snakes on a plane? What? Yes. yes oh, okay. Yes. Uh, what do you the, want it to be called? Beverly Hills Chihuahua. But, a, but apparently, uh, I actually just saw a trailer for that. I'd never seen a trailer, and I went, "Huh, the trailer looks kind of." Like, I might want to watch that with my kids, which is all it needs to do. So, coming on DVD soon. Uh, but Hotel for Dogs, actually, uh, my family loved it. Not just the kids. My wife was uh, very moved by it and said it was actually a very touching story Aww. about now, was it really? Children. Is it kind of like a Hotel Rwanda for dogs kind of thing? Like, is, uh, did I they don't go that route? I think so. I think it was still family friendly. Are the dogs still getting like euthanized or something? Because um, I'd watch that movie. I think that ultimately that would is have, Don Cheadle in it and leading. I think ultimately that would be the fate of the dogs if they if they mm-hmm. were not put up in that hotel. Right. But thanks, <clears throat> if my children are listening, that was again why you will never meet Uncle Lon. <laughs> uh, and look, I'm just keeping it real, kids. It's for the best. No. Just keeping it real. No. And this week opens Outlander. Outlander! Vikings versus Aliens, which oh, is just it's a, not Children of the Corn? No. Oh, it's just okay. a great uh, high concept. I don't know if the movie's any good. I haven't heard anything about this. Jim Caviezel. Jesus. Our, our most recent cinematic Jesus. Uh, Ooh, rock me cinematic Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I forgot about Sexy Jesus. I forgot about him. You're right. Uh Steve Coogan was our most recent one. Sorry, Steve, because mm-hmm. I know you listen. But he wasn't really Jesus. He was a guy playing Jesus. Right, but Caviezel, Caviezel was, really was Jesus. Jesus. Uh, now plays an alien who crash lands in the ancient Norse lands and has to ally himself with the local Vikings to fight off the alien predator that is chasing him. Awesome. And frankly, this is like that Pathfinder movie, wasn't it? Vikings versus Indians. Yeah, but that was actually good. Well, I can't see how this could be any aliens worse. versus Viking. No, it's awesome. Stupid. And it's sounding. <laughs> Look, there. It's just stupid. I could eat popcorn to that movie. I could believe Indians versus Vikings. Okay, because they both exist. Okay, uh-huh. but an alien versus a Viking. No, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. What if those Vikings had an extra eye in the middle of their forehead? Go on. Okay, see? Uh, they had telepathic abilities? Go what on. What if they have superpowers? I don't know. Uh, it's kind of one of those that I'm like, But yeah. wait, you said Caviezel plays the alien. But he's being, there's, chased, there's, but he's uh, being chased by another alien. There's a alien. humanoid alien and another alien. Right, but that's planet. stupid. Oh, I'm a sort of like alien. enemy mine with Vikings. Yes. If, if they, so if, one of the Vikings gives uh, birth? Because when I watched Enemy Mine, I thought, what is missing from this film? Vikings. Vikings, yes, mm. or sex? Yeah. yeah, I think Luke Gossett Jr. had sex with himself in that. Well, movie. I was just saying he had a kid at the end. Yeah, but... yeah, a little disturbing. Thank you, thank you, Long. But you know what that movie taught us all though? 
uh, that Mickey, all of Mickey us Mouse. can theater be, swapping. All of us can get together. I like that. Even you know what? There can be peace in the universe if we just sat down and learned about each other's differences. Luckily, we are all just a hologram. Maybe now. you know, maybe we too could get along. How about the people in Battlestar Galactica? Let's move to TV. Did they learn that they could get along with the Cylons this week? Apparently. Are we, we going to spoil here? Or are yeah, we I think go? we're going to spoil. I think it's fair. If you're watching Battlestar Galactica, you've already watched this ep- last yeah, week's episode. Right, well, just it's give a o- heads up. Then The second episode is out by the time <laughs> this comes, comes out today. Spoiler alert. For the next 16 minutes, we're going to spoil the frack out of Battlestar Galactica. So if you don't want to know, skip ahead. 16 minutes. We chased Dave away. We chased one person just sat ran. down and went, Arr! But I think he saw it. He and I were talking about it earlier. He just doesn't want to hear yeah. Lon's opinion. Lon, why don't you lead the discussion? Because I still haven't really watched it. It's one of those. So this is just for me and Rick, the just yeah. giddy Go be gabble. giddy. Be giddy about it. I'm fine with that. I've read all the spoilers. All I got to say is, man. Yeah. Damn. What the worst date ever, oh. right? No, it was it was one of those where I didn't think you know how you just you, you're so happy with the show you just you don't think it could get any better, and then it gets better. And yeah, you're like oh man, this is so, so good. I thought you were talking about the one scene that happens about halfway through, right after their date, and she goes. Oh, in. that was amazing oh. scene. Yeah, I don't know if we can we talk about that. Or? Well, I, we don't have to. Anybody see? It. There's just like this, yeah, that this was like out of left field and whoa, great. Yeah, that's the the power of the show. Is that it can just, it can be so depressing. It's almost like a Walking Dead comic in the yeah. sense that it's so doom and gloom, but yet so when compelling. It, and it's in its execution. But they're finding it's so they're, good. They're, they're introducing some stuff into this episode that we've not had in this series before, which is basically flashbacks. I mean, oh well, have, have they, they've done a few flashbacks, but not like this. Are they called flashbacks? Tech. I mean, they were like those are flashbacks. They were like, man. Me- yeah, I guess they were. Flashbacks. This is my previous life. I'm remembering- if their memories, those still count as flashbacks. Well, see, that's the thing, though. It's kind of like with Lost. Lost. Those aren't really true flashbacks. Those are more like uh, those, memory. Those are know. flashbacks. Are they okay? Yeah. Those are still flashbacks. I guess, but it's yeah. it's it's flashback to a previous existence that I didn't remember I had right. until I had the flashback. Right. I hate when that happens yeah right it was uh wait a minute you were the news on the burrito it just okay, happened I'm, again I'm back it did okay crazy you know what you should do right there you should edit in an old Derek podcast moment right there <laughs> and then be like whoa, whoa. i just <laughs> yeah. experienced that thanks no but should we reveal the big reveal or who the sixth cylon is well we can start off by saying cylon. nobody saw that one coming no, we did not. Nobody ever. I never. Now heard let me ask you a structural it. question, if I may. Okay. We know that the previous season really wasn't meant to be a separate season. I like, in some ways, that we're we're going to that. As I've been watching Breaking Bad, which AMC had a series. This series um, is coming on DVD. I think next month. Yeah. Um, and it's only seven episodes long for the first season. And again, it feels like the the, the British format of television. But I like that because I can. See a smaller. There are no sure. episodes where I'm sure. like, "Oh man, that was just a lame episode." Because really, all you get is the best of that narrative. They didn't write filler. There's yeah, because there's no room for filler. It's tight. You don't need the filler, and then then come back and get me excited for. Oh, here's the next thing. But I know yeah, that's the, not the what they're doing. Best scene with. in that. Have you watched it all yet? Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. No, I'm, I've got three episodes left. Did you get to the scene where? Uh, you put the, the chemicals in the bathtub. What is yes. Breaking Bad about? Awesome. Let's, uh, Breaking Bad is about a high school chemistry teacher on his fiftieth birthday discovers that he is uh, 
He has inoperable lung cancer. Okay. And so he's got a, a teenage son with cerebral palsy. Uh, he's got a baby on the way who he's now afraid he's not going to live long enough to really see. Okay. And he knows he's living on a public school teacher's salary. His wife's not working. So he needs to get money to leave them a good uh-huh. a good financial standing. He goes on, his brother-in-law's a, a DEA agent and he goes on a ride along and he know and they go they bust a crack house and he sees one of his former students escaping. So he realizes that he can cook uh, the meth. Meth, sorry, crystal meth. Uh, that he can he, he can cook a purer form of crystal meth because he's a chemist. Uh-huh. Better and it's just a fast way to get a lot of cash. And okay. Breaking Bad is apparently a southern term for just going crazy. I mean, it just makes sense. You're breaking back. Sure. And so it's the first seven episodes is kind of like this, and it, and it does these flash forwards where you are seeing sort of like the consequences, and you're like, how did you get from where you, you know? Are. It's not where you expect either. Yeah. So it's and it, Brian Cranston, who played the dad on Malcolm in the Middle, is He's awesome. Is awesome. He he's both. It's a great. He's a great comedy actor, but he's a great dramatic actor. And you and totally. He actually has a fanboy connection. Uh, he was in. An, me. He was in an episode of The Flash. Long ago, mm-hmm. really? Oh, yeah. I have to get go back and see. I forget that. who he played, but he was like a villain. He's just. It's just really. It's one of those where it's. Where so one of those this series, is a, this is a series that's currently being produced. Uh, yeah, the first seven se- the first season, the first seven episodes was last spring. Okay. It's coming on DVD in February, and then the second season going to start up. And it's one of those shows where, again, it's like you know he's making horrible decisions, and yet you can completely empathize with why he's making them. Okay. And Well, we got into this because you were reacting to the flash-forward thing. Just to bring us back to Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Just to wrap it up. So the flash flashbacks, we've, mm-hmm. we've, we've kind of talked through that. But well, let's, let's basically set it up real fast. Okay. People who are having the flashbacks were the last four... Cylons. Of the last five Cylons, as they as they encounter things that are on as this, as they're on Earth, they've basically yeah. found Earth. They've identified that it is actually Earth. It is Earth, but it's been just irradiated. It's our for Earth. thousands of years. It's thousands of years after our time on Earth. Okay, and how do they prove that? I don't know if they've got. They didn't really go into that. Okay, so I mean, it's just Earth. We don't know. I mean, it must, okay, it must so, be in the future, um, but what's his name? Tyrol, the, 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 the mechanic. The right, right, right. Okay, the chief. chief. He's you. walking along the street. He's dressed in modern clothing, and it's definitely our time. And that could have been Caprica, And they're singing all, they're along, like, all along the watch. No, no, no. It's they? right where they were because his no, – he know, says, this is my shadow that was burnt into this wall but, by, the, by the nuclear blast. No, I know, but you're saying that that made it that it was our Earth? Yeah. Oh, Okay. I didn't. I just assumed it was just an Earth that existed in their universe. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know it was actually continu- the continuity was tying it to our existence. But I mean, you know, that's fine. Um, I'm trying to remember if there was something else that that. Made I mean, it they that showed them me. flashback, and they were living. I mean, basically, Earth was a society, but I just assumed it was a society like Caprica because Caprica looked like our Earth, just a little mm. more, you know, modern. Modern. You know, what but I mean? this looked so, like our Earth now. And he walks by a fruit vendor. Sure, but I mean, that's just easy to shoot. You know what I mean? So It is um, hard to know in a show where they have specifically eliminated the things that jar you about science fiction. You know, phones still have cords. It's even almost a little primitive behind us in some technology. So it's hard to know. Either way. And damn it, I I erased that show from my 
DVR because I wanted to record Rick the inauguration. <laughs> ah. Rick, Rick, there are, there are other ways. Okay. I'm sure it's available on sci-fi.com. I'm sure it is. So. Either way, so the, the big revelations we found out, the ones that we're, should we get, we're going to give them away, sure. so be ready. Okay, here we are, the next um, couple minutes. Dirk Benjamin. Dirk Benjamin? Dirk Benedict. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so the big, okay, the first reveal, so when they go to Earth. Lauren Green. They find a Cylon Centurion helmet. Right. The Cylons look at it and go, this ain't one of ours. This ain't one of our uh, models. Right. So they give it to good old Dr. Baltar, who's back in scientist mode, which I noticed, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, and they also found some other remains from some of the other dead people that were, you know, bones from the planet. And they basically had discovered that pretty much everyone on Earth was a Cylon. So they had deduced that... The thirteenth tribe, the one, the one tribe that did go off into space and did find Earth and did colonize it, was the tribe of Cylons. Cylons. Yeah. So that opens a giant, huge, you know, thing into the lore because it's kind of like here they were searching for the last, you know, the last, uh, let's say, what uh, tribe of humans. Right. And you have to go back uh, now. You want to really go back and look at all of the pointers that sent them off towards Earth and all the, the right. factors that. Uh, Help them, help them track their way back there. Another thing we find on Earth, as uh, Kara Thrace and what's the guy's name? Leoban? 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 Yeah. I don't have One of the other Cylons. I've only seen it written. Yes. Yeah. Um, this was disturbing. They, they look, they're trying to find the original tracker that, that's, that, that they led them to Earth. Yeah, yeah. That they were following led them to Earth. And it turns out to be Starbucks tracker from her ship. That she, when she had got crashed and burned right. in the previous season, right? Was that the end of season three? Yes. Or was it the middle she, of it was season, the end of the, season four? End of the previous full season. Okay. And, and what else she, do they find in that craft? They find her dead body. So you, she finds her own dead body in this burnt up craft. And, and it affects her. Yeah, a little bit. Is because you scroll. We're not quite sure what she is yet. Because we kind of identified that she's not a Cylon. Well, that's the whole thing. I sat there and going, oh, well, then that must mean she's, she's the, the fifth. fifth. Right. So the whole show, you're thinking, okay, I guess they just revealed who the fifth was because there's no way she can be the last, you know, or whatever. But. But. Oh, but before we get to the but. I did, but, like, I did like the Viking funeral bit, though. Yeah, but I, I still think they should have. She was hiding evidence there. I yeah, think I we could have figured out some more stuff but and then we lost we had a pretty powerful death yep in the middle of after the, a after a nice little date too dag it we lost the spunky little cheery little duella i don't remember her last name but everybody knows there's d the the awesome what was her role on the deck she was like one of the uh-huh. yeah she's a communications <laughs> officer i think you're right so um, and she was awesome through the whole run. Everybody, like, loved Dee because she was so, like, you know, like, little and small and demure. But she was always, like, you know, holding it down. Yeah. And in just this crazy scene, she goes on a date with, were they ex? Were they divorced? Or were they just estranged? Just estranged. So her and her husband, Leah Dama, go on this, like, date, and it's all nice. And she goes into her locker, pulls out a gun, and blows her head off. And uh, her kind of thing was, I mean, basically, you know, the mood on the ship is... Everyone's distraught. Everyone's like, depressed. What's because, the point of living now? You know, what's the point of living? We went all this way, ran from Cylons, got to our destination, which we've been trying to get through the whole series, 
and the place is a nuclear wasteland. Right. So and there are people just lying around in the hallways. Yeah, people are just laying. It's just it's the mood is is not good. And so she basically went on this date, and was, her excuse was like, "I want to hold. I'm I've been a really I had a really good day. It's really happy, and I want to hold on to this happiness for you know for the rest of my life." Boom, blows her head off. So that was kind of a whoa, shocking, crazy, awesome. I mean, it was sad because I like that character. And yeah. she's kind of hot. Uh, and then, uh, that would be why. The, then, though, at the very end, we find out who the real fifth Cylon was. Did, did you see it coming? Uh, no, I didn't see I it coming at all. I had no idea. Um, we see Chief, no, 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 the Ty. Ty. General Ty? Is that Colonel Ty. Colonel Ty, thank you. He makes great chicken. And, um, in his flashback. In his flashback, he he was one of the Cylons that was on Earth. Right. All, all of them had flashbacks, right? Tori had a flashback. I think the so. Anders had a flashback. Um, they all realized they had come from Earth in some weird way. And Ty, during the invasion or the explosion or the nuclear. In some kind of disaster. Some, some disaster. He's clearing rubble. And he's digging in the rubble trying to get to. And he digs out his wife, Ellen. Who was on the planet with them. And basically just revealed that Ellen Ty is the fifth Cylon. Cylon. So, um, yeah, and it kind of right there, it, it didn't it kind of end with like Ty and There were so many water. reveals in that episode. You could have like done three or four episodes. Yeah, but he was like sitting there satisfying. and it was really well done. He's like, because he, he's walking out of the ocean, you think yeah. he's, he might kill himself too. And then he has this flashback, and then he goes like, "Ellen, you're the fifth. And I was like, <laughs> "You know." And then it ends or whatever, and you're just like, "God." J- mm. yeah. So does that mean that's hope that she'll be back? Is- oh, she'll definitely be back. Yeah. So well, they destroyed the regeneration ship, though. Right, but maybe they had them boxed. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like the OMAC, you know. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, dude. From from a sci-fi standpoint, could you ask for anything more? Rick? That was that was so much stuff in one episode. But yeah, but it was one of those things where finally you get a show that just gives you. I well, mean, you're like, give me, let's give do me. a little bit on the cinematography too, because when they're on the planet and everything's slightly overexposed uh-huh. and stuff, the uh-huh. kind of stuff they've done subtly through the whole series, right. and they've got a new look for this planet and the ground and everything. It's really, it's really just so I mean, well produced. And then just like the grounds radiated, the waters radiated. You you can, you know. There's no way you could live there because it's just, you know, it's destitute and destroyed. And, yeah, it was. And then, but the great thing about Battlestar Galactica is the mood. Like, they can just set the mood. You know what I mean? Like, you watch it, you feel dread. You're just like, oh, God. At the same time, it still has a way to fire you up because at the end, you know, Adama basically realizes, oh, and what about that scene with him and Ty? Oh, God. Man, he's all, sit down, Cylon. Oh, so good. So they're just, they're doing so much for the bourbon industry right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's this awesome scene between, uh, what's his name again? Uh, Edward James Olmos. Well, you yeah. don't need to replay the whole thing. No, yeah. but basically, you know, everybody's, he basically wanted Ty to kill him. He was figuring, oh, if they, I make they him had mad their, enough. They had their moment oh, where so they were re- able to reestablish their relationship. Yeah, you know, in an incredibly manly macho way, and it was so well acted too. Yeah. It was just powerful, and and but at the same time, it just pumps you up because now you know, Adama, uh, to go. Admiral yep. Adama's now got a new. He basically re-inspired you know the the peeps and said you know screw this we can't find Earth 
We'll go find another one. Let's go. You know, and yeah. so he's trying to inspire everybody. Are uh, you looking forward to this to the prequel series, Caprica? I yeah. am. Yeah. Well, now it kind of opens up a whole new thing because you're talking about, you know, create the, the show's premise is what they're supposed to be well, back when the Cylons are first, first created, the first human Cylon interaction war kind of thing. So I am because mostly because I trust Ron Moore. I, I, I am. just don't understand, as, as only having watched a few of the episodes from the first season so far, yeah. uh, um, I don't understand if we can go back to the Cylon creation, how the Cylons still could have been the one to, ones to have populated Earth. There's still so much we don't know. And like I said. And it's got Eric Stoltz. There's enough. There's enough still. Oh, there's enough it's got still the Stoltzman. There. To explain, to make it an interesting the series. The Man from Mask? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Almost Marty McFly? Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. That well, welcome was... back, spoiler fans. <sighs> hey, and watch... next week we'll do Lost. <sighs> Anybody watch Smallville last week? I did. Yeah? I what did. do you think? Legion of Superheroes definitely want one of those coats now. <laughs> I love the characterizations that they had for each of the Legionnaires. I thought Lightning Lad was a little too. I like Lightning Lad, but but I like. He's a lad, man. <laughs> he he was a lad. I he was a fanboy, and yeah. what I loved about that was all the complaints about the series all came out of Lightning. And Lad's did you mouth. see when? And he says, "Hey, what about the flights and tights?" Yeah, where's the, no, flights and tights? Was the was the where are the glasses? Where's your cape? Um, oh, did he? You mean he was referencing like from the future? Well, they're yeah, they're, they're obviously know everything's going to happen. So, they came back. so he knows that he becomes Superman, yes. right? Making a and he almost says it at one point. But all the complaints that fans have about the series, like there's no this, there's no that. He's like, where is it? Where is that? And, and then the best part was that what I thought was saying, uh, we don't have any record of a Chloe Sullivan. Because she's not in the comic books, and, uh, and so I was like, we know Lois Lane, we know Lana Lang. We even know Jimmy Olsen, but we don't have any Chloe Sullivan. Yeah, and I thought that was a you know it was just clever fear. I I wasn't quite sure how they made a jump at the end to another Legionnaire character. I've got to watch it again. Who's the uh, guy with the mask? I keep seeing pictures of him. The Persuader. The Persuader. And I would say how did he come out? That, uh, the only Underutilized. Thing that, uh, the, it's the only disappointment I really had with the episode was he was in the show for two minutes, especially when you established that that that. Axe can bite into Superman's yeah, skin. Yeah, I mean, it's actually a, like, a, a, a... Do a whole episode with the Persuader and then bring in the Legion. Did they wrap up the, um, uh, what's his name, Doomsday thing? <coughs> no, yet? no. Doomsday thing's still going on. They're okay. building it up. So it was, they had a little side tour, uh, detour in that Brainiac was partially responsible for activating Doomsday, and they, they had come back in time to see the day that stopped the Persuader from killing... Clark Kent, because he said this was the day that he defeated Brainiac once yeah. and for all. But didn't you, I mean, I, again, I mean, I harp on it, but the costuming was perfect. And the fact that it carried over it was the really costumes good. from the comics, but they had that scene. They're walking down the street in their uniforms. And no you know, one's going to look, no look twice. No one's going to look twice. And yeah. it was like, it, so it, it, it fit within the Smallville universe just fine. Yeah. All right, let me ask you this, because yeah. I don't watch Smallville. They put them all out on DVD, right? Yeah. Now it's been getting more, let's say, fanboy-y Yes, in the last two seasons, three seasons, I would say probably since James, James Marsters appeared. Since they first put James Marsters in Brainiac, so season yeah. six, I think. And was that before or after they did the Justice League? 
Justice League came in about the same time as uh, maybe a little bit uh, before, but just kind yeah. of in passing. They, so is that the same season where Aquaman and Green Lantern debuted, or no? And there's no Green Lantern on Green Arrow. I'm sorry, Green Arrow. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Aquaman showed up the season before. Yeah, they 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 had put in a couple. They put uh, the third season Impulse showed up, so you were meant to think that he was going to be Flash, but then he turned out they went stuck with it because he said he was Bart Allen, but he had a he had ID cards that said Jay Garrick and Barry Allen and and Wally West, but. They did later identify that he he was Impulse, uh-huh. uh, and then Aquaman showed up another season, and then um, Cyborg, and then Cyborg, and yeah. then they put in Green Arrow and Black Canary, and uh, it's Green Arrow and Black Canary weren't until last season. No, no, Black Canary wasn't until last season. Green oh, yeah, Arrow right, right, had right. been in for, right. for a season before that, basically after the Aquaman pilot failed, and they said I was referring to the Green Arrow Black, Black Canary, Canary team, up. Type of team up. Yeah. You know, what I just read something in some like useless facts book. That Mercy Reef show was like the number one downloaded thing on iTunes or yeah. something, and it still didn't get a series. Yeah, that's crazy. The CW's crazy. The UPN or whatever WB at the time they were they were crazy. And weren't they going to do a Nightwing show or something like you don't know Dick or something like that? What was it called? Uh, yeah, the Graysons. Graysons, that's what it but, was. Okay. Uh, but the studio, Grayson, but the right. studio stopped it. Warner Brothers said they couldn't do a TV show. They or they want to hold Dick Grayson in abeyance. For the Batman franchise, uh, okay. on, so that's fine. And they say, you know, maybe they they're talking about a ninth season for Smallville. And I, I'm like, I'm more excited if. And people are going, well, now the reason for its existence is wrong. I said, I I still say that that the show has changed in the meaning of the title. It's now referencing Clark Kent directly. Put him in Superman. I don't care. I want to see a Superman series. I it's I not going to happen, Derek. It's Just not. Let it go. I know, but I want to. Just let it go. Let's move on. You know, years ago, someone told me the Batman series was dead after Batman and Robin, and then Batman Begins came. I didn't have to wait the oh. 20 years I was told I was going to have to wait. No, but that's different. Batman's- Suck it, Edmian. Suck it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yes, I remember who told me that. It made me cry. Mm. Uh, they started filming the Doctor Who Easter special. Oh. What? Yes. I thought he only did Christmas specials. Who is he? Dean Martin? What? Yes. They, do no, they announced that he's only going to do special. They're going to do four specials. Four specials, and then so the it's will Christmas, take over. Easter, Saint Swiss, some Saint Swiss Swiss Day, and Saint Swiss Ground, Day, yes. Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day. Uh, Arbor Day. This is an Arbor Day special. Uh, maybe. Uh, there was some controversy. Against the tree people. Oh, there was some controversy because apparently they were planning to film in Dubai, which I guess has a terrible. Human rights record. Uh, Michael Jackson's allowed to live there, so I think that speaks volumes for it. So I don't know how I don't know what's going forward with that, but I've been reading that there's some controversy over that. They haven't confirmed they're doing it, but some uh, some pictures leaked out from the filming, and nothing very concrete. Rumor also has that they've cast a new companion, Michelle Ryan, who was uh, the Bionic Woman for a few really lousy episodes last season. And was in the uh, miniseries Jekyll. She didn't do anything for me in either of those. Really, I liked her in Jekyll. I didn't mm-hmm. like her in Body Woman. I thought she's pretty lame in that. But not an action hero kind of thing. Well, but maybe as a companion, something different. Who okay. knows? Who knows? Now, you wanted to talk about Stargate Continuum. You just saw this. Yeah. It's not new. I mean, it's the after Stargate closed um, and they went on to Atlantis. They had a couple of crossovers between the two series since then. Mm-hmm. But they've done two direct-to-DVD movies. The first one was Stargate Arc of uh, the Arc of Truth, I yeah, think it I was. Yeah, that, Arc of Truth. Which basically wrapped the original storyline that they ended on, on the series. Now, 
I just this week watched Stargate Continuum, which did not fall out of any of the, specifically any of the storylines, other than it deals with the last of the Gaul. Um, it didn't really fit in the Continuum. Right. Uh, so, what, I don't follow you. <laughs> okay. Continuity. Sorry. Uh, so, Continuum, actually, I want, really want to recommend this to anyone who has at any time watched Stargate and may have fallen out from it because it's it's a whole, full movie, cleverly written, an excellent plot, an intricate plot, a timeline story that will twist your head a little bit but not entirely off your neck. And We like those. And really gives the, the, the three main characters, Ben Broder, uh, Claudia Black, and I've forgotten the guy who plays um, Daniel. So really it's the human cast of Farscape. I, miss, I somehow missed that. Oh, yeah. They've been, they were on... Uh, I didn't realize they'd all transferred over. Well, Daniel was not in Farscape, but um, Daniel has well. been with uh, and Amanda, Amanda Tapping. Um, those four are, are the main characters in this, and they get deeper and deeper in the story, and you, and you seriously go... They're not going to get out of this, but I don't want to spoil it at all. If you're a Stargate fan, um, if you or if you're a Farscape fan and never got to see the Farscape actors move over to Star, Stargate, because Ben Broder and Claudia Black both have great parts in this this movie, highly recommend it. Hmm. Okay, yeah. interesting. So. Uh, one thing I picked up this week and it's coming out in February, so we have time. Is Crackle.com, which I believe hosts. Some moron.life stuff. Moron.com, yeah. Moronlife.com. Crackle.com is basically Sony's uh, Sony's online YouTube video site. Yeah, so, uh, and apparently some kind of revenue generator. And they we featured a couple of things uh, before from them. But the interesting thing that I picked up, because it actually showed up as a Google ad on uh, Fanboy Planet, Ed Brubaker, of course, who has written Sleeper and Criminal and uh, writing X-Men right now, has uh, written a a web miniseries called Angel of Death with Zoe Bell, who was the uh, stunt woman who was in Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. And so he's doing a crime drama on the Internet. Zoe Bell, Lucy Lawless, and I can't remember who the guy was. There was a wow. another fairly well-known. It's coming in February, so I just want to keep the eye out for it. I really don't know what it's about, but I figure the low budget of the Internet means Brubaker gets pretty much control. And no it. money. And no money, but that's <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay because he probably gets to tell the story at least that he intended to tell. So mm-hmm. since we have not been disappointed by anything Brubaker's really written, uh, especially his crime drama stuff, this could be really, really interesting. So Angel of Death on Crackle.com, I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, I'm seeing it right now. Angel of Death, award-winning writer, comic book writer, Ed Brubaker. How many episodes in do you, do you know? I don't know. Uh, no, it's not in yet. It hasn't started yet. It comes oh. in February. They only have a... Two minute trailer. First video, for forty nine seconds. That's a quick episode. That's, that's all they trailer. have the intention span on the web for these days. Yeah, that's so. that's true. But uh, true. We'll have to check that out. Yeah, who's so, who's directing it? They're touting Ed Brubaker as the big name. Um, well, I'll check it out if it's forty nine seconds. That's just the trailer. Oh damn! Rick was being flippant. We give do that a, to you a lot. Give me a drama that just is you know forty nine second per episode. Then it Ted Rami's in it. Oh, Ted Rami. There we go. Yeah. So awesome. And yeah. So it looks looks interesting. I'm, I'm for that. That's all I've got this week. Can I give my my quick little uh, lightning round reviews? Books I just read. While the rest of his podcast. 
Did no, you check out, I, did you I didn't check out today. the audio book of uh, World War Z? No, I did not because I wanted something to read. Oh, okay. Because like audio is cool, but not all of us can can handle that transition, Rick. No, no, no. I include just, myself in that. I if, find it very if you have it now. read to you, then it's it's their version of it. I want my own. I want it to exist on my own. I, I actually, this book is so well produced. It's I mean, World War Z is a good book, but the way they produce the audio book with multiple actors doing because it's a it's a series of interviews. So you have the interviewer. Do you and realize the, that's written by the son of Mel Brooks? Max Brooks, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's no fart. I jokes. I had not put that together. There at were all. no fart jokes. No urine jokes. Not a one. Not a one. Jewish jokes. Uh, no. Gene Wilder? Uh, Wilder zombies. Is there a thousand-year-old zombie? Ooh. No. Oh, you like you, that I'm reference? I'm going to give you some credit yeah. for the 2,000-year-old. Nice. Comic review lightning round. Black lightning number two. Get it. Faces of evil, death stroke. Skip it. Mighty Avengers, Dark Reign. Number? S- number 21 with the new lineup of Avengers with Hank Pym on the cover. Mm, skip it. Did you read last week's? Dark Avengers, Dark Rain number one, buy it. Harlequin trade paperback, Michael Goodson says, buy it. <clears throat> and that's it for my lightning review. All right, then we're that's done then. Huh? If you have any questions, comments, complaints, criticisms, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. We are podcasting at Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. The only place I read my comics. Yeah, I know she changed the verb there. That's good. Shh, shh. Yeah, yeah, Ixnay. Uh, and, of course, uh, our announcer and the sand in my paper. He's the jam in my jelly roll. He's the sand That's in you. my jelly you. I was setting you up sandwich. say goodnight. Oh, I thought you were talking about Rick. No, no, he's not oh. the sand in my paper. You are. You're oh, the I'm the sand in your paper. I just heard that. Oh, this is Lon Sandy Paper Lopez. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm Rick Brett Snyder. The jam and I, in my jelly roll. And it would be my job to remind all of you to use, use your, your powers, powers only for good. I won't be taught. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Did you get an iPhone? I have an iPod. Oh, you got a touch. You could download the Sparks app. There you go. And then you could review it. We could do it online. No, no, no. Here, here. We'll start the Wi Fi. Start the show, and he'll start downloading it, and then he'll do a a cold review, (laughs) a real cold review of it. Okay. Until someone answers that question. Gonzo journalism. You can't just get it from the ether. The password? No. That's what passwords are for. They prevent you getting it from the ether. No, I didn't realize that the eye touch, because my brother, like, will be in the middle of. Did you like the video I'll take? I did. I was torn about posting it. I thought maybe we should. No, 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 no. I liked it, though. Let's see more of that. Because you know, Rick, you're really not doing enough. Huh? I'm not doing enough? Yeah. <laughs>
He said with an eyebrow arched ironically. Okay. <laughs> Let's see more of that video outtake stuff. Fully aware of the facetiousness of that Of statement. all the stuff that I do, that took the least amount of time to do that video outtake. Oh, well, then fucking do more. Okay. Yes, sir. I don't come here prepared for video, so you got to let me know. Okay. Prepare for video. When? Now. You've got to give me at least 24 hours notice. Nope. Eight hours. <laughs> you need to stay out of the One, sun. You're as good as it gets. What? He's as good as he is. What gets. does that mean? I'm saying you are one good looking man. Mm, but I'm not camera ready right now. Or Jack Nicholson. Greg Kinnear? Cuba Gooding Jr. <coughs> Greg Kinnear? Greg Kinnear. See, I don't know why, you know. I'm, try- I'm trying to build some content for the show. Here. Outlander. Vikings versus aliens. Mm, I haven't seen anything about it though, so I don't like. I could well, get that, a, like that's going to stomp you. They're going to go Jim Caviezel as an alien who crash lands. Oh, in, he's an alien. He's not yes, the Viking. And he and that's he and, lame. and he and the Vikings have to team up and stop the monster that's been chasing him through space. That sounds stupid. Uh, I could do a side or brilliant. Are you ready? Not really, but okay, let's do it. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Listen up, fan. But we didn't check our levels. <laughs> we didn't check our levels. Yeah, we should. Derek? <laughs> yes, Rick? You're fine. I thought so. Michael? Rick? How hey, are you? You're excellent. Fantastic. Lon? Hello, check one, two. Oh, one, man, two. it's Hello. just so good. And me? I don't know. You're a little tinny. I I think mine, just I need me. a little more volume, I think. You need you're a little more volume? You're pitchy, dog. Okay, try it now. Your pitchy dog. You're watching. Uh, well, that was all the way up. Quit masturbating the microphone. But it likes it. It's only saying that it likes it because it's scared of you. Check one. T- oh, that's good. I like yeah. it. Okay. now it's going to be in therapy saying I was touched. Yeah. Lon touched me in a bad way. You'd be grateful. To have the lawn touch, buddy. All right. Okay. No, unless it helped clean my oven. Is that set of shelves over there attached to the wall? The kid keeps hanging on. Okay, good. I don't really want to watch that come down on top of him. Okay, yeah. Well, while we podcast, a small child gets injured. That would be horrible. We're all good dads. We'll edit it out. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. No one will ever know. Yeah. Um, Use your powers powers only for good. good. Why can't you teach lawn? <laughs> Why can't anyone teach lawn? Because I won't be taught. 